0: Welcome back to the 76 Capital Sports Leadership Show. My name is Wayne Kimmel, managing partner of 76 Capital, the sports tech venture capital company. And on this show, I interview top sports entrepreneurs, athletes, and executives who are shaping and many times changing the overall sports business industry. And today we're gonna talk about the business of sports. We're gonna talk about the agency world. We're gonna talk about brands. And we are really excited to have David Schwab the Executive Vice President of Octagon on our show today, David. Welcome to our thanks. seventy-six Capital Sports Leadership Show.
1: Thanks. I got so excited, I interrupted you, and while you were finishing that. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm ready to get oh, into this?
0: Absolutely. I'm really excited to have you on the show. I mean, I think you know one of the things that I was so excited to do, and I normally sort of jump in and want to get hear some of your background, but one of the things I want to want to first touch on is. Yes, you're an executive vice president at Octagon, but you do something really interesting on LinkedIn and across all social media. You you have your your three questions, and I want to hear about kind of how this all came about. And it's amazing some of the incredible people across the sports business industry that you've uh, had you know answer your three questions.
1: Yeah, well, kudos to you to keep an active podcast going, audio and video. Which takes a lot of effort and time, and and I've cheated a little bit with three questions to make it more word format. Word format. I had a couple podcasts before, uh, and as I've evolved a little bit, uh, at the end of every one of those conversations, I always felt like I learned what someone changed in their career and what drives them forward. And so I just I took that into this new idea of what's a mistake you learned of earlier that's now strength. What's your daily purpose? And what are you most passionate about personally or professionally, which is always interesting because how people answer that. And do they talk about their employees and their team or they talk about, uh, as Marty Fish, former professional tennis player, talked about today, mixed martial arts. So you really never know what you're going to get from the people. But it's, it's a quick hit. And for the audience, it's a it's a very quick one minute, two minutes, once a week to just get a feel for what others are thinking about and hopefully gives them a thought of what's a mistake that they can evolve on and how they go about their daily life with purpose and passion. Well,
0: you know, I was going to ask you if there, there were any sort of surprises. Um, certainly, you know, you, you, mentioned what Marty Fish said, but are there others or other people that you've, that you've had answer the three questions that have really surprised you or, or things that have really kind of opened your eyes and said, wow, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I think, Think the what's not about what surprises. I'd say commonalities. You hear a ton of team and not I, and leaders that recognize that you can't get to the level that one wants to maybe, without everyone from the person that's turning the lights on in the morning to the person that turns them off at night and the computers running during the day. So you hear a lot of that team. Also, what's interesting is the mistake piece and when that happened and when people have figured out it happened. Wouldn't surprise you that it's in the early 20s when people are talking about that first mistake. But in the response back, it also feels like it's not until their 30s when they've realized it's a mistake and turned it into a strength. And uh, that's, it's not a surprise, but to me, that's, Interesting. And it's for everyone to take a deep breath. You're not going to solve things overnight. Sometimes it takes a lot longer. But as you know, and I know, we're in it for the long game and decades of work. And so as long as you're improving and trying to learn and figure out what those teachable moments are, that's those are good things.
0: That's pretty amazing. I mean, and, you know, you, you again, you've had some amazing people so far, and I can't wait to continue to watch it. And I would say to anyone who's listening or watching the show, you got to subscribe, you know, to your three questions or just follow you on social. And you know, it's, it's, it's something that you'll definitely can learn something. There's no doubt about it. Thank you. You know, well, listen, David, I'd love to hear your story. You know, you've been at Octagon for a long time now. I'd love to hear you know how octagon has evolved there was a great piece in in the sports business journal recently about the the history of octagon and you've been there for a lot of it
1: yeah so yeah as your reference we just we had our 40th anniversary which is unbelievable uh it started as advantage international and, and morphed into octagon i started the first day it was octagon which was october 1 1999 i mean almost almost 24 years ago which is incredible um I've done three things over those 24 years. I I consider myself a bit of a corporate entrepreneur. I like to create and solve problems, but I like to do it under the backbone of a bigger company with smart people, smarter people all around me uh, to use that expertise and resources when we can. So when I started uh, back in 99, it was to run the communications for Octagon. And that was corporately, but also the talent we represented. Back then it was... The Anna Kornakova's, John Elway's, Jerry Stackhouse's of the world, that's, that's changed quite a bit. And that role went from uh, comms to more of a broader marketing and sales role across the talent piece. And I did that for seven or eight years and, and recognized that there was a gap in the market. And this is pre what we would call now influencer marketing and pre social platforms and, and almost matching people together via technology. But there felt to be a gap in the market that as a generalization, agents, marketers, managers understood their client, their talent, athlete, actress, film star, uh, chef. But they didn't fully know how the brand piece worked and why Walmart put items on a shelf and how distribution worked. Likewise, brands knew how that worked, but really didn't have a great idea how to use talent. And I would say the same for many marketing agencies and nonprofits. So I wrote the business plan and the Jerry Maguire, not to leave, but the new idea uh, to create a business called First Call, which was now flipping sides and representing brands, marketing agencies, and nonprofits and teaching them when to use talent and more importantly, when not to use talent. Um, But if so, who, uh, how, and then to manage those programs. And I did that about 10 years. We scaled that business up nice. And, uh, and then about
0: two years before, before you, before you do you know, that, you yep. know, talk, maybe talk about some of the brands that you've worked with and maybe some of the programs that, that you, you know, and, and, and things that you implemented with them.
1: Yeah, we, we were fortunate and that business still continues today under our Rogers and Cowan umbrella. Um,
0: we're fortunate to
1: do thousands and thousands of deals. So, and I won't give the laundry list, but to, to name a few that, to me, that, that I remember, uh, quite, you know. I think about, we helped Ronald McDonald House create their celebrity advisory board first ever. There was no such thing. They were using Ronald McDonald House, We're using local celebrities and local markets uh, from a publicity standpoint. But the question was, how, how do you create a toolkit to create national influencers and then allow local affiliates to tap into them or give them the right strategies uh, to make it better on a, on a to a consumer, or maybe even to corporate partners that they were trying to fundraise with. So that's from a nonprofit side. On a brand side, we were fortunate, one of my favorites, and uh, rest in peace, Bob Saget, we were we brought the Full House team together of Bob, John Stamos, and Dave Coolio for the Super Bowl commercial with Dan Anoikos. And it was the first time bringing uh, the Full House gents back together for a commercial opportunity in their life. Uh, and John had been a uh, partner of Dannon for several years. And then he also was part of that idea thinking. And he's brilliant in that thought and, and the creative too. So it, it went, it, it really goes across the board. I mean, IBM was a client, and my colleagues were doing Bob Dylan's first partnership with Watson and different Nobel Peace Prize winners. So it wasn't just sports, it was finding brands and nonprofits and ones that thought people of influence could better their business? And then if so, why would someone make sense? What category do they come from? And what would those tactics actually be to achieve those objectives?
0: Fascinating, fascinating. So I cut you off as you were going to the next part, but that's amazing, you know, bringing the full house team together and do it. I mean, that's That's, that's really fun. Yeah, it's great. The team and
1: it's not me. I mean, it's a great team. And now there's dozens of people that are doing it still every day. Uh, So my third act is, and it's, it's a lot of what you live on a daily basis. And that's more of an Octagon Ventures. And it's not capital V venture capital, but more lowercase. And what does Octagon look like? What does sports marketing, entertainment marketing look like 10 years from now? And with all of our resources and relationships Uh, to talent, to brands, to leagues, partners, teams, clubs, how can we use that influence to maybe better some of these growth businesses and trying to understand what technologies uh, are going to be relevant for all of us in the future? And I don't think about it from the lens of sports entertainment. I think of it as the lens of the future and ones where our industry can better that future. Uh, so it might have nothing to do with sports if you just looked at their mission or objective, but it might be one where the tactics within sports or entertainment or film could help that business succeed.
0: Interesting, and and you know, again, I, I'd, I'd love to hear you know and have you share a little bit of some of the things that you've you've done on this venture side and some of the interesting projects that you've worked on. Yeah,
1: there, there's. There's a number of them. Um, some have exited, some are active. Um, and I think if you look at uh, the clients that Octagon has on the talent side, because I'm, I'm looking at it from three different points of view there. One, where can it help Octagon and where does the industry get better? Two, uh, helping the agents uh, and wealth managers at Octagon if their clients have an interest, and three, is an angel where I can maybe deploy some as well. What's fascinating on the talent side is each talent based on where they're from, how old they are, what their life experience is, their interest could be anything from mental health to material science to space to health and wellness. And so uh, where that's a benefit to me is what we get to see is really interesting. I mean, one that I've been fortunate to be involved in and I watch daily is the soda beverage Olipop that has such a small uh, penetration right now relative some to maybe the big boys, but they're coming and they are considered a big boy and uh, they have figured out how to take a soda um, and put the proper ingredients into it to have very little sugar, high fiber, probiotic, um, a, a better for you soda. And you can see it just from the the investors that they have around their table, institutional, but also from a talent standpoint. So it's interesting to me to, to find businesses that I think five to 10 years from now, there'll be more shelf space for, or ones that the people that are holding those bit those those brands or even like e-commerce want them under their stable in the future.
0: you know one of the things that certainly stands out at, at Octagon is, is one of your clients, Steph Curry um, and the fact you know how he's just I mean it's amazing to just see how he's grown as a person, as a player, as a brand ambassador. Um, you know can you talk a little bit about, you know whether it's Steph or some of the other you know talent that you've worked with and and how they've grown over the years.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Stefan is uh, a special person, and he has so many people. It starts with him. Uh, what what you see is who he is, um, and all those positive qualities that come through when you're uh, watching a game or listening to a news conference are the same personality traits that. He is with everybody throughout the day. He's got an unbelievable team. He's got a business team within his with we call SC30. And within SC30, he's got Unanimous, which is a production arm. He's got Underrated, which is helping golfers and basketball players that maybe weren't recruited early, give them a, a fair shot. And he's got a, a nonprofit, Eat, Learn, Play, that's doing unbelievable stuff for underdeserved or or need, not underdeserved, you know, needy children in the Oakland area and throughout. And the Octagon between Jeff Austin and Frank Zaca and many others, they've they've done a great job in supporting that. But everything, I mean, I, I think when you're working with talent, the first is finding talent that wants to work with you, and and that could be from an agency standpoint, but also ones that want to work with children or foundation or brands. It's a lot easier when that's their desire too. and he, he's a pleasure. And I'm sure if I spoke to Jeff, who's been with, with Stefan, since he was with Dell, his dad playing uh, would nod his head and say yes to.
0: That's fascinating. It's one of the things I really wanted to hear from you. I mean, what it's, You know, whether it's a brand as a, you know, the company, whether it's a person, you know, how do you go about selecting the types of people and companies that you work with at at Octagon?
1: Yeah, so you've got a a number of different sides to that, talent, brand, events. And then I guess me looking at it from an investor standpoint, I think on the talent side, I'd be, uh, I'd raise my hand to say, uh, I shouldn't be the one answering that question, (laughs) and it should be the the agent and the recruiters and the client servicers, Um, uh, that group of of hundreds of people that uh, are out in hockey, basketball, tennis courts uh, all day long um, and and talking to families and um, young adults and coaches and trying to understand a number of things not only just the talent of somebody a man or a woman but also who are they as a person and what do they want to achieve that's that's really important um, so that uh, if you are recruiting or trying to align that you are bringing in people that have the same morals ethics personality traits goals objectives as you as i said earlier with Stefan, when you can align that it makes work it still work but it makes it easier on a on a brand standpoint, I think the the business team, the consultants, are looking for brands that think their demographic, their audience, uses sports and entertainment as a vehicle to uh, build awareness or legitimacy or credibility, or the brand can use sports and entertainment as a touchpoint, maybe even on a sales or a hospitality perspective. And so... Our team are looking for those types of brands and doing the the science piece behind that to make sure that that data is right, that the audience that they think they're trying to reach does fit that, uh, and then the art comes in to okay. Once that is right, wh- where should they play? How how do they play? Is it is it a film festival or a food festival, or is that is it at a, a rodeo? Or Super Bowl Masters, uh, so there's a lot of different places for brands to reach out and uh, communicate and engage with their audience. But you got to figure out what that audience wants and likes first before you do that.
0: You, know, you, you, you talked about the fact that you've you've now been at Octagon 23 years. Now on the venture side, um, you know you look at the the world over the last 23 years and how much. Technology has changed it. Um, You know, are there are there certain things that you're now looking at, thinking about um, that? You know, that that are that you sort of say as we like to say at Seventy Six Capital. What are sort of the next next things that that you're seeing out there today?
1: Yeah, I I think data
0: personalization and
1: efficiency would be broad words to use. And then, how do you reach some or what what is the the product that comes out of that. And that's where you get into AI and gaming and betting. Um, I think material science and space uh, is part of that future. I, I, I think what's really hard, and you live this every day, and I lived, I, I've lived it more and more in the last few years, is when businesses used to incubate, they had a five-year window before anyone knew what they were doing and every startup pivots and pivots a lot before they succeed and they could and these businesses were able to pivot multiple times really before the market could say could yell at them and and now all of these businesses across data and personalization are live and in the public from day one yes there's some some of these are starting in stealth and they're doing their best to stay in stealth but the sectors are public and instantly the feedback is from social platforms or investors is way more in the face. And I think it's harder. It's harder for a company. I mean, it's good because it makes them pivot faster, for sure, because they get immediate feedback. But it's harder because the market already has a, uh, a feeling or an exp- expectation of what this business should be. Versus allowing a company to mature. So to me, that's uh, kind of tangent from what your question was. But that's what I watch a lot, too. I watch as companies are pivoting and sectors are pivoting. What's the What's the audience say? What does the media say? Because some of that will
0: influence
1: that pivot. And it, it, that might be a good thing or a bad thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it really is it is amazing, you know, how fast you can either succeed, f- hopefully not fail, have to pivot very quickly um in in, in the market today because it's just, it's just the way that things are going. I mean, so when you're working with companies and they have to make a change or they have to, you know, do something a little differently than they at least they thought they were gonna have to do, or that's what it said on their business plan. Uh, how do you help them? What are some of the things that you and, and your team at Octagon do to help, to help some of these companies?
1: Yeah, well, belief is is critical there. I mean, they you, when you make a decision, you need to stand by your decision and put your energy behind it. And if there's the time and place to pivot, fine. But but you've got to you you, you have to give that idea or that pivot a chance to succeed. Uh, and I think it's really hard because. The moment it's out there is the moment that Twitter is gonna talk right back to you. And so a founder has to do a very good job of keeping their head down and delivering on what they said they're going to do while listening a bit, but not everything you um, read or see means you have to change. Um, And so I think we are uh, angels on the shoulder to an extent Trying to make sure that they're staying true to what uh, they said they were going to do or what their board wants them to do, as well as being a consultant for them across a number of different areas of just brand growth.
0: I mean, when you started, you know, back day one, right, when 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 Octagon, as you said, it was amazing when Octagon changed their name to to Octagon. um, Could you have imagined that there would actually be a, a venture's arm that what you were, this, this agency would actually be in this business. Well, I
1: appreciate that. I I think we all, and and that's why I said ventures lowercase V I I think all of us have had, I mean, ventures lowercase V can be anything from R and D or business development. There's a lot of other words one could use that could fit there. I appreciate the, the energy across all of Octagon that need, that knows they need to fulfill on the client's objectives and that's what they we have been hired to do every day with one eye always looking to how can we be better. Um, I do think when I started in 1999, and this is not an octagon thing, I just think the industry, oh, yeah. it was much more tactical and you didn't even have the ability to think about what tomorrow was. You were getting your news at, on the 11 o'clock you know, local news or waiting for the newspaper to come in the morning. So that's where technology has allowed everybody to think more forward looking that we just didn't have the chance to do back then.
0: So being in the agency world all these years, I mean, is there has there been a is there an event that you either love to go to all the time or an event that. You know, you hope to go to at some point. I mean, is there is or is there is there anything out there that you haven't haven't tried, and what are the ones that you really enjoy going to to go and and be at?
1: Yeah, that's kind of a loaded question. I think it de- it depends on kids' interests. It depends on clients at different times. I think the Super Bowl will always be uh, the activity in the states where uh, most of our industry gets together. Um, and many, as you know, are are leaving on Saturday morning or Sunday morning and not and watching the game at home with their family. But from that Wednesday to Saturday, is it become has become a great opportunity to catch up and, and more so over the last five years as people probably are traveling a little bit less. I do think people look forward to that. Uh, I enjoy smaller sports events to see how operations are run and and what marketing looks like. I mean, I love going to a minor league baseball park or even a bowling alley because sports are not just the Super Bowl or the Masters or the World Cup, but it, it starts at a youth level. It's a recreational piece and it's also a hobby for families. And it's the the entire kind of sector of what we do every day. I think minor league baseball is incredible. It's a great place for people coming out of school to start working. You get to sit with the GM as well as the clubby every single day. You get to talk to fans and players. You You can really see firsthand how product moves, why tickets move. I think minor league baseball is a great place. And so that's one of my favorites to enjoy.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really interesting. You know, you mentioned earlier very quickly um, about sports betting. And, and, you know, I think what's, what's really interesting is, is, is there's over the last five years now where sports betting has become now legal in over 38 states across the U.S., the world of the casino world, the sports betting world, the, the fact that that, or, that world is so good at marketing. Um, And then the world of sports marketing have started to come together. And I I always keep saying that there's so much that both sides can learn from each other, but weren't really allowed to talk to each other for so (laughs) many years. And now over the last five years, I've gotten a chance to really start to at least get to know each other. And I look forward to the next five years to see what that will really look like as we, as we really start to bring the, the world of the Fandals, the DraftKings, the Caesars, the MGMs, et cetera, come together with the NFL, the NBA, all the different agencies like you guys. And, you know, I, I'd love to get your thought on that. Like And, and if you if you believe that that's the next five years will even be more interesting as these worlds, which had never gotten a chance to really talk to each other because it was illegal to do that, but now you can talk and what that really means. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: incredible when you – When you talk about 38 states and five years, I mean, try to just even grasp that. I mean, think about how much is talked about now. And there's there's multiple brands in the space and some are going to succeed and maybe some won't or they won't have the, the same success as the others, but betting will have success, right? The sector will have success. And now it's figuring out how to, add fuel to that but that's incredible when you really try to think one 25 or 38 do the math almost 25 percent. still it's still not legal five years ago it wasn't legal in any state vega besides nevada um so we're just getting going and and that's a that is one where we're it's getting going and live in front of all of our eyes so we are watching the marketing wins and the mistakes and so people probably have a deeper opinion. And that's one where I go back to my comment. All right, books, betting books, startups and data. Focus on what you're trying to do three to five years down the road, because in getting there, there's going to be this along the way. Uh, but I can, yes, the, the ideas that are going to come of it are going to be great. And where you're going to be able to bet in, in even just a fun way. It doesn't have to be. I think that's a misnomer too. Betting doesn't have to be this whale betting on the Super Bowl. Betting can be $5 between you and me on whatever is a a fun hobby that just keeps the passion together so that we're maybe even more interested to spend time together and spend three hours watching an activity. So I think the industry will get smarter to reach everybody and figure out fun ways to engage.
0: Well, you know, every single time I do one of these shows, time just flies. And, you know, we're we're getting to the end of our 76 Capital Sports Leadership Show. And it's been awesome having, you know, David Schwab, the Executive Vice President of, of Octagon on our show. And, and David, before we go, you know, I have to ask you, and one of the things I, I love to, to hear from all of our guests, and we call it our our Sports Leadership Show. And, you know, in in this, because we want to hear, was there a leader? Was there a mentor? Was there someone in your life that has helped you get you to where you are today?
1: Yeah. Um, Always easy to start with mom and dad, but I'm going to quickly put them aside for a second because I feel like that's a, that's an, it's an easy out. Um, I had two mentors in my teen years that have stuck with me before I ever had a full-time job. Uh, I had a coach named Dave Skaggs, who was a a local youth coach and high school coach who did an unbelievable job. His teams never had um, the best talent, but they always succeeded and not succeeded necessarily on the field, um, but just as people. And he meant very much. He's meant a lot to me. He's unfortunately, passed um, in, in recent years. But uh, uh, Scooter Skaggs and his family have meant a lot to me. and um, helped me growing up and put life in perspective. I grew up in Rockville, Maryland, and there was a radio station, W Light Radio. In my high school senior year, I uh, interned went to school in the morning, and then interned in the afternoon for a gentleman named Dave Adler, who was a promotions manager, and then later became an on-air DJ. And the fact that he offered me and was willing to give me an internship when I was 17 years old in high school and spent time with me on details and being respectful to people – he, he's helped a lot too. So I, it's interesting when you ask the question. I think about it. A lot of mentors and colleagues, and there's plenty at Octagon and around that I that I still learn from every day. Part of that three questions is the learning there too. But those two guys are, which are, geez, almost 40 years, 35 years ago. I remember a lot of um, their messages to me then, bring uh, true to me now.
0: That's awesome. So I'm sure you you knew I was going to ask this, but I have to ask you, you know, I'll ask you your three questions, your mistake, your purpose, and your passion. Can you, can you quickly, you know, share with us your three?
1: Yeah. Um, the, the mistake I learned, um, (laughs) and I've been at, it's funny, I've got plenty. And so I have been asked since I started this what some of them are, um, I thought I knew more than I did, um, for sure. Uh, and if you sit and just listen to other people, not only do they give great perspectives, but they open your eyes a little bit. And we can all listen a bit more and learn from others. Um, but that's for sure. I raised my hand now and said I thought I, I knew more. Um, my purpose. Um, I love to learn and solve problems, and so that's what motivates me every day to keep going. And it doesn't have to be in sports marketing; uh, it can be, it can be family, it can be professional, it can be with friends. But I always have that that desire to to learn. Um, my passion. I mean, I'll start with my three kids, of course, but I, I think soccer, football. Um, is a passion growing up playing from scooter skaggs um, still play with some of the the dads in the neighborhood and fortunate to coach my three kids when they were the age to be coached and and now you know watch european football on the weekends with my son um, so i think from a, a personal level that's a passion that has been a lifelong joy for me
0: well, this has been awesome. I can't, you know, I'm sure that the next four years before the World Cup comes to the U.S., it's going to be. It, this is this is this is your moment as a. soccer player, right? <laughs> It's going to be a great moment
1: for everyone in this country. I think we we will have not seen anything like this, and uh, it's really it's going to be an exciting next four years. To be really exciting for this country and this sport.
0: Very very exciting. Well, again. David, thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining us on our 76 Capital Sports Leadership Show and wish you and your team and everyone around you and your family a lot of luck um, and, and and great have great things happen to you and, and all the things that you do in, uh, in and around the world of sports and, and media, et cetera. Thank you. You too. Thank you.